Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two best friends, Damla and Elliot. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Hi. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. I'm very good. Oh, man. What a time. What a time. Oh, I thought you were jumping straight in with the, the oh, man. Oh, Mr. Diagoras, he's got to kill us. Oh man, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Um, there's going to be a lot of okay. Before we go any further, there's going to be <laughs> so much fake Brooklyn, New York accent, whatever going on. If that offends you, I'm sorry, but I can't help my intrusive thoughts. You know. Yeah. Anybody from Brooklyn listening to this, we do apologise, but it's fun. We're going to have fun. We're all yeah. going to have fun. Send exactly. in your best voice notes of you. <laughs> saying three L's and an H. Three L's and an H. Um, but anyway, but yeah, you good? You good? Yeah, I am absolutely fine. Um, not too bad. I just took a sip of water and I think stuff has fallen into it, so I will not be drinking that. It tastes all grainy. But other than that, we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. God. But no, that's good. Um, so, what do we have, Elliot? Do we have wonderful email corner coming our way? We do have... Wunderbar email corner going our way. Um, yeah, we have three mails. Yeah, our first email is from Knox, and they say, "Hello, you two. My name is Knox, and I go by they them." 
Hello, Darkness. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I've only recently discovered it, and since then, I haven't spent a day without listening to the pod. I don't really know what to say, so I'll just ask your opinion on something. I feel like the 13th Doctor really didn't fit her plots. I mean, the character—I mean, her characteristics made some sense in the regeneration speech of the 12th Doctor, but I think it would have been better uh, if it changed after her first season, when she found out the Master destroyed Gallifrey. Uh, it took it a bit too lightly, in my opinion, basically because uh, it just saved all the time and all the time worlds, and now everything turns out to be pointless. Uh, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Just in case my grammar is a bit off, I'm really sorry. English is my second language. Language. See, I can't even say language. I'm actually from Germany. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye. Nox. Nox, thank you for the email. Don't apologise for you. your grammar. It is incredibly no, no. well constructed. And any botching of it is more my terrible reading comprehension than your writing. <laughs> well, okay, Elliot, what do you think? What do you think to Nox's... Statement. I, mean, I agree, but yeah, mostly because I just think that the I enjoy watching the Thirteenth Doctor, but I, but I just think her characterization is just really non-existent anyway. So mm. I don't even necessarily have an opinion on like how you know, oh should it have changed between series eleven, twelve, thirteen because it's just kind of the same all the time. Like, she didn't really have any kind of shifts, and yeah, I mean, I agree. But her reaction to Gallifrey is very non-plus. But I mean, that is a uh, more of a writing and performance issue, I think, where you know people just stand in rooms and get told that things happen rather than actively partaking in the plot. So yeah, it's you know I I can get enjoyment out of the Thirteenth Doctor's era for sure, but I don't like the characterization. Mostly because it doesn't exist. So, you know, I agree. Yeah, it's. I have very complex feelings about 13. Um, I really like 13. I mean, everyone knows about me meeting Jodie Whittaker and the photo being in my living room. So, you know, I, I wouldn't have, if I didn't like her that much, I wouldn't have bothered. Do you know what I mean? But, like, like she, like, yeah, like she is lovely. And the persona of the character at its core is very, very well realized and very sweet. But, nothing happens and i love everything 13 represents i love everything i love the positivity that has come out of 13's era i love that now when i go to a convention all you see is 13th doctors like that is such a wonderful thing especially me uh, being a female myself i uh i've always wanted more of that element in doctor who and like seeing more of that representation in Doctor Who. Like, your first female Doctor is always a very important thing. Never will not be an important thing. I The reason I get really upset and annoyed about speaking about 13 sometimes, because I still love her, don't get me wrong, I actually prefer her to some other Doctors, not going to lie. But the writing did not serve her in any way, shape or form. And I don't want to say too much, because when we get to her... We will have a lot to discuss on that front. All I'll say, though, is like I've said before, some people just like to hate on her because she's a woman. So, you know, there's also that. Um, that's not me saying, Knox, that you're doing that. But, like, you know, um, I, as you can hear, I have a lot of complex feelings. I have a lot of complex feelings about it. It's true, and it's why if you need a reason to stick with this podcast more than just enjoying it, you know, when we get to 13 zero, it's going to be really interesting because Daniel has a lot of love for the character, very complicated feelings. I like Jodie Whittaker um, and would never wish the creative team or anything ill because that's like weird and disgusting. But also, yeah, I don't 
like that doctor or mm-hmm. the writing. I don't like, uh, you know, I just don't gel with any of it. And that's, a, you know, that's a personal opinion, you know, which may be yeah. bottom of my list, but I don't hate any doctor. I just, you know. But you also will be surprised with what doctor she's clumped with because they won't be who you think they are. So, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be interesting because we have very mixed feelings. Such mixed feelings. It's very, very complicated. But overall, yeah, that's our feelings on it. Um, there you go. I mean, to be honest, once we get past 10, it's all complicated ill from there because, you know, blimey. <laughs> well, see, this is this is, this is why I'm so interested because when we get to Moffat's era, like Series 5 mm-hmm. onwards, we have very differing opinions, don't we? Yes. Like, wow. Like, in fact, I'm going to say this and I'm not going to elaborate any further. There was a thing going around on Twitter. This is before I deleted Twitter off my phone. And it was ranking each of the new who series from you know like the ranking we did on the christmas episodes like in the it, mm. on that ranking chart that's gone very viral uh we did it and oh my god we had different answers didn't we yeah yeah we we really did you know i mean yeah Dam- one of Daniel's favorite childhood doctors might take me two full seasons and a half to even actually like him or his portrayal. yeah yeah so mm-hmm. there we go yeah um Anyway, thank you for the email, Knox. Thank you, Knox. I hope that Germany is very nice this time of year. Yeah. Oh, I really want to visit, actually. It's lovely. I have been to Berlin. Nice place. So, I might, I might have picked all these just because I liked the names, because I also love this person's name. We have an email here, and this person says, Dear Dan Morelli, my name is Xanthi. Oh. So good. Nice. Absolutely in love. Can I have your name, Xanthi? And they say, I only began watching Doctor Who at the end of 2022, and my friend Emily, who's been a fan of the show for years, finally convinced me to watch it. In the past four months, I've binged the first ten series of New Who, and I'm now going into Jodie Whittaker's era. I found Cap mm-hmm. through TikTok, and I've listened to every episode so far, as the pod makes my bus journey is to and from school much more manageable. I sent a link to my best friend Max, and he also now loves the pod. My questions for you are... And there are not three, but they should be really easy to breeze through. Have you ever read Alan, Alex Kingston's The Ruby's Curse, the Melody Malone River Song book that she wrote? If so, what are your thoughts? I recently finished it and thoroughly enjoyed it, but no one I know has read it, so I haven't had a chance to discuss it with anybody. Um, I I was not aware that Alex Kingston wrote a Melody Malone book. But oh, are you fan... not? No, no, I was not. But as a fan of both Alex Kingston and pulp novels, Dime's Daughter's Detective Novels, I would probably enjoy it. Uh, someone send me a copy, please. <laughs> <laughs> what about Was that, that the only question? You... Uh, there are, no, there are, there are two more. I just wanted to I do each, you know, answer each one in kind, because they only sort of require quick okay, um, sound bites. My answer then. My have, answer yes, is have, you re- have you read The Ruby's Curse? It's on my to-read list, on my story graph. Um, I will say this, though. Even though I've not read it, the promo surrounding the release of that book was everything. There's a video, we'll link it in the show notes, of Alex Kingston reacting to all of like River's big moments in Doctor Who. And it's like a 20 minute something video. It's a gift, truly. Like, I think I have and She like, gets emotional in it. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And we also get, sorry, I'm going to mention it now. It's spoiling the video. I don't care. She reveals that in Science of the Library, 
when she whispers the doctor's name in his ear, she actually whispers Shaniqua. <laughs> like we get it, I, that video is so wonderful. I've seen it about three times. I think I don't know why. I just love her in that video. It's great. Um, yeah, she's sweet, and she's good. done really good interviews uh, around it. And I just think it's really nice that she's written from Ale- Alex's. Yeah, of course, it's Alex's perspective. It's Alex Kingston from <laughs> River's perspective. I think that's really mm. nice. So yes, I will be reading it at some point. Yes, again, please send us copies, someone. And maybe we can do an episode on it in the future. Who knows? Yes. Yeah. I yeah I, I would I would enjoy. Well, I, there will probably become a point where we're so dirt of content that we get into expanded media anyway. Um. <laughs> I kind of I'm looking forward to it because we want to do an episode on the writer's tale, don't we, for Russell's book? Yeah, and we got um, the podcast, whatever that one is. How have I forgotten it? Oh, redacted. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Guess I redacted it from my mind. Question two. <laughs> Have either of you ever cosplayed a Doctor Who character for whatever reason or a particular event? Uh, no, I have not. Um, I'm really... Oh, dear. Right. I... I, uh, I will let... Okay, I'll let Damla go first because she has an actual story to tell. Then I'll give you my, like, you know, quick sob story. Damla, take the floor. When I was... Okay, hang on. What year was it? Can I just... Sorry. When did Asylum of the Daleks come out? 2013. 2012. 2012. Damn. Okay. So when I was, I don't know how old I was in 2012, 2013. I can't do the maths. I'm 24 as of right now. You would have been what? You would have been 14, going on 15. Fucking hell. Well, there you go. I had quite a shit experience. I'm going to just say it now. Sorry, buckle in. I've got a story. No one asked. I'm here telling the story. It's, I'm partly on this podcast. Get over it. So when I was uh, in 2012, 2013, I went to MCM Comic Con, MCM Expo, right? And I went as Oswin Oswald because I'm mentally unwell. So I bought a dress. I made the utility belt. I bought a whisk. I went all out for this fucking cosplay, right? I was so... Did you make a souffle? I didn't. I'm not that talented. But I bought the, I bought the specific whisk she had, which is dedication. Um, I got my mum to help me do my eyeliner because I can't do eyeliner. Um, I, you know... <laughs> Tried to do my hair similarly. It didn't really work. Anyway, it was a shoddy attempt, but it was, you know, I was trying to have fun. Unfortunately, back then, cons weren't as much of a safe space as they are now. Um, I was not going to lie. Maybe, you know, I was underage and a lot of, you know, there was a lot of inappropriate behavior going on. Like, you know, people trying to make comment and taking weird photos it was it wasn't very nice when you go to comic cons respect because you know i was in a dress that was mm. like just above my knee um oh, and how, how, how dare you you, you harlot from below stairs. do you know what i mean <laughs> i know yeah um and you and you had your ankles there as well wow yeah like wow um oh i also had the screen accurate socks on as well just to say I went in. I was really excited about this cosplay. I've put so much work into it. And then there was all of that shit going on because, you know, men are shit. And then uh, it rained and it ruined my outfit completely. And I went home early and I cried. I was really upset. So, yeah, I did cosplay Doctor Two before and it didn't go well. <laughs> oh, you nothing but pain. Yeah, it was. I would like to, though. I would like to cosplay again. I've always just wanted to do 10. Like, I've always wanted to do that. And like a femme 10 kind of um mm. vibe i'd love to um yeah i think i'd like to one day mm. yeah i don't know yeah. i'll tell you what i also do have some stuff in my arsenal so i've got 
I've actually lost it. It's somewhere. I know I didn't give it away because why would I? I have the accurate Amy Pond jumper from Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone. And then I've also got Bill's top from her first episode, the rainbow top. I have that. So, you know what? Maybe I should delve into cosplay. But you know what? I'd love to cosplay. No, so you have your, you have your shooting out work. You did get a Ruby Sunday one. I got my Ruby Sunday one, um, and it's now on Vinted because it doesn't fit me. Really sad. Um, but I've got my Shooty Gatwa jumper, and I've also got my 13th Doctor t shirt. So, mm. you know, I think the signs are there for me to cosplay. Um, my one I'd love to do, I'd never dye my hair blonde, but I really want to do Parting of the Ways Rose with the Punky mm. Fish. Um, top so if anyone again i'll say this a minute of time anyone has any rose tyler stuff they want to sell me let me know dm the pod yeah approach um no i have i haven't cosplayed i like cosplay i think it's fun um i um just don't you know don't have the self-esteem or a good enough relationship with my body to not feel like a weird spare part you know no one needs i know what you mean no one needs to see you know Obese seventh doctor as much as I'd like to be the seventh doctor. Oh, for God's so sake, no! I just kind of, I, I just gotta don't get involved. You know, I don't really, it didn't really appeal to me because, you know, I think part of the fun is the screen accurateness of it. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really. No, not really I don't see. I don't agree with you on that. I, th- I think people want to see you in that, and I think it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter how you are. You should be able to cosplay the character that you want to cosplay. Oh, you know? I mean, I would, I would encourage that massively. But I can't get yeah. over it myself. Like you listening, whatever yeah. you look like, you cosplay, you have fun. I don't care. But I can't. I don't have the the esteem. Petition for Elliot to cosplay, starting now. What's the can Can you remember the friend, friendship quiz? What's the What's the one What's the one cosplay that you're convinced that I could pull off just in my daily life? Because I remember because it's great fun. Mind horn. <laughs> okay, I meant specifically Doctor Who related, but yes, also to be fair, that is very good. Yeah. Your outfit was very good, and the creator of the film liked it, so that's a win. Um, no, you you've always you've always maintained that I should specifically dress as Patrick Trout from the Abominable Snowmen with the massive fur. Yes, coat. no, yes, yes, I have, I have, I have done that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. everyone should. That fucking coat is iconic. Are you joking? It is very good. That's um, what I'm going to do. But yeah, anybody, anybody, anybody should, and everybody shall cosplay i just have weird feelings about it for myself so and that's valid that's fine that's why that is but you're robbing us you're robbing us <laughs> well i've never i've never even been to a con so i've had no reason to ever dress up we'll go to a con one day Ellie. we're gonna go together it'll be fun we will one day yeah and the final question we have here uh, says have you ever watched farewell sarah jane i watched about a month ago violently sobbed throughout although that's not saying much considering my list of favorite doctor episodes uh, that i've cried at includes everything from doomsday to the end of time to the angels take manhattan to time of the doctor i also have no one to discuss this with so i could probably give mine more quickly which is i have not seen all of the sarah jane adventures uh, i've only seen the first series so when that dropped online i chose not to watch it so i could watch it sort of at the end of when I'd seen everything that Sarah Jane could possibly be in, then I want to watch it as like a, a cap off to the last time I, I sort of get to acknowledge Sarah Jane in Doctor Who. Personally, yeah. I'm waiting. What yep. about you? I mean, we I've mentioned it in it. the Sarah Jane episode, didn't we? Yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen every Sarah Jane Avengers episode multiple times. Um, yeah, it's pain. Mm. 
That's what I'm going to say. It's pain. Yeah. Oh, Let's I watched, move on. <laughs> I, fin- I, finished, I finished Series 14, which means I watched her departure episode. It's really sad. Yeah, it's... I'm thinking about reading her uh, memoir, actually. Mm. Yeah. There's a, fe- there's a feature length doc- There's a feature length documentary on Series 14 box set called Remembering Elizabeth Slavin. Oh, don't. Yeah. Don't. It's supposed to be it's a fun re- episode. Come on. Move on. It's really move lovely. On. Anyway, they cap off by saying, keep up the brilliant work producing a wonderful podcast. I can't wait for when you cover my favourite episodes. Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead, and The Wedding of River Song. Well, I'll tell you, one of those oh. episodes is certainly good. Uh, no, I like all of them. Don't worry. I'll, I'll have something fun to say about all of them. <laughs> I like all of them, but, you know, I think two of them may be slightly overrated. P.S. You can read this out on the pod. Well, good for you, Xanthi, because I have. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Sorry for the chaos. Love the questions. questions. Love the questions. Love your name. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the bus ride. Okay. And this last one here um, is from Mickey. 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 Um, I'm pretty sure. I do apologize, Mickey. I think you had sent an email before. I guess you didn't realise until just then, but you know it's fine. Um, and you did, you did provide a pronunciation guide for your name, and I believe that's how you pronounce it. So I apologise if it's not one hundred percent correct. Either way, they say this. Hello again, Damler and Elliot of Cap. Basically, it's in all capitals. I love this week's episode with Joe. Ah, hey, it's my says something different and having a guest on the show is really refreshing as much as I did miss Elliot it's okay you don't have to say it I hope they take as long as they need wish them all well in the meantime thank you I am here thanks the representation <laughs> on this podcast is everything as a queer poly person I hardly ever see people out there living their truth and doing what they love for this reason and many more this has become my comfort podcast and I look forward to every new episode coming out I cannot stop saying your catchphrases in my everyday life and you're both serving that word that word in every single episode. I'm looking forward to your thoughts on season three, especially Blink, my favourite, and 42, my least favourite. Lots of love always. Mickey. They, Mickey, them. why did you make me tear up, please? How dare you? <laughs> we all we all love Joe. My husband. I am <laughs> on to see my husband. Yeah, I'm glad you guys like Joe. Yeah, I, I thought that was, that was nice. You can have a bit of, bit of smoke blowing up his ass. Yeah, it's what he yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's a fun episode. Obviously, we were just kind of trying to fill in the gaps for a little while, but I, I really enjoyed listening to that episode. Um, it was very, very fun to record, yeah. Uh, and then Joe talking about uh, the doctor slinging some sausage River's Way will live rent-free in my head. Anyway, thank you, everybody who sent Andy. Thank you. We love you. We do. But now, dust off your glad rags, sing us <laughs> some show tunes, and... Break bread. It's time for Depression Era Garlic Mania. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah.
So in case you couldn't tell by the crap accents and the ominous words up top today, we're talking about episode four of series three, Doctor Who, Daleks in Manhattan. It was broadcast on the 21st of April, 2007, directed by James Strong. And, and I want to make this our first point, written by Helen Rayner, our first female writer of New Who. Yeah. She also writes Zontaran Stratagem and the Poison Sky. We, we love that. I mean, it's taken them bloody long enough, but... Here we are. Yeah. Unfortunate. I did go back to make sure that I was right in being like, I'm pretty sure she's our first female writer. And I forgot how much of Series 1 is all written by Russell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. But before we get into that, Elliot, I got a question for you. And I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> I know what this episode is about. I know what Google thinks it's about. I know what IMDB thinks it's about. Hell, I know what Mr. Diagoras thinks it's about, but I want to know, Elliot, you there, bestie, what do you think it's about? Uh, I think this episode is just a wonderful, safe moral lesson in how, if your population is starving, maybe consider a more sensible redistribution of funds than on a big building. Um, yeah. Or you know, yeah. other pieces of state apparatus. <laughs> state apparatus. That's brilliant. That's a great use of words there. Love that. <laughs> Thanks. Love that. That's all I have to say, quick quick and concise. Feed the poor, don't build buildings. Or do both, preferably. You have the money, don't be greedy. Anyway, yeah. sweetie, what do you think it's about? I think uh, this episode is about, um, you know, fuck the rich. Especially if they rely on robots to get their work done. <laughs> Looking at you, Mr. Musk. Yeah. <laughs> bastard. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. it, really. Yeah. yeah. Today, today's hot question on the Come On Pond podcast: Do the rich deserve to live? <laughs> the more, answer is no. <laughs> of course more from, not. More from us. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. So, I'm sorry. This two-parter, even though we're talking about the first part today, Daleks in Manhattan, the whole thing is just fun, isn't it? It's fun with good commentary. I feel like and shit accents galore. We're having a great time. Part part one, real real good, real good commentary, real good things to say. Maybe a bit barren on the plot. Part two, nothing to say, just camp good times. But by God, it moves along at a at a brisk pace. Yeah. I'm enjoying the accents. I'm enjoying the show tunes. Um, um, I'm here. I'm having fun. Yeah, it's you know, the comment about the um, Empire State Building from Solomon was very slay, if you ask me. Mm. You know, tell me this, Doctor. If they can build that, then why are people starving? Yeah, good question, Solomon. Very good question. Don't have, still don't have the answers for you in 2023. Don't have the answers. Sorry. This this actually shone a, a light on uh, you know when I was a child on something that I didn't really know about. I feel like I kind of vaguely knew what the depression was, but the thing is, when you think of the depression, I think because of the way we get taught in like English class. Yeah. Because we don't get taught it in history, but you kind of get taught it through like reading of mice and men. You think of the Dust Bowl and yep. farming work and people kind of on the railroads. You don't literally think of shanty towns and cities. No. I love that they're called Hooverville. It's such a big fuck you. Hooverville. Sorry. It's, 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 it, I can't <laughs> stop myself. It's happening. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, hey. No, but I think I totally agree with you. Like, there's so many things I learned through the show. And this is one mm. of them, you know. Um, yeah. I found it baffling that there was this whole town built in central park you know um it's almost like in london if 
there was like a whole little town built um in like Hyde Park. You know what I mean? Like yeah, imagine yeah, insane. Um, I want to say one yeah, thing. Yeah, probably get bulldozed when they're by the government. No, exactly because they're bastards. Um, I actually want to mention something really funny, and I want to say it. And Ellie, if you don't want me to put in the episode, I won't. But I find it really funny because I feel like some people who start listening to this podcast, they'd have no idea how we sway in the political spectrum or our moral code. Mm. First of all, are you even listening? <laughs> As I say, we're not particularly subtle about it. No. And second of all, what do you mean? Basically, we got a DM back in the day, more like six months ago, from this person. Don't know what their name is. So, And even if I did, I wouldn't say it because I'm not that messy but mm. they messaged in and obviously we're not a fan of the conservative party or right right-leaning politics yeah rich people um racists bigots sexists homophobes yeah yeah we've not we've made that very clear from day one okay and someone messaged in and they had good intention with what they were saying but they also just really silly so it was like you know, you guys have made some comments about the Conservative government, and I think you insinuating that you vote Conservative, meaning you're evil, I, I don't think that's right, and like, you know, and all this stuff. And basically, they just made, made a whole list of comments about how they basically proving the point. They were proving the point that we've made on this podcast many, many if times. you want to feel some good Schadenfreude, we received that during the day, and then that evening we recorded School Reunion, and that's why I make a big point about bringing up Tory scut- cuts to preschool meals uh, as a thinly veiled fuck you to any annoyed conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that if you specifically vote conservative, you're well, a fucking evil we, we have never bastard. actually said anything about conservative voters. It was about government policy, government failing. And, yeah. you know, that is fine. I feel like the closest we've skirted is probably, you know, hyping up Brussels' comments about how you're voting for murderers, bastards, abusers, and liars. But also, where is the lie there? Yeah. Some people just yeah, disregard no the fundamental, you know, human rights of entire swathes of the population to protect their house prices. And, you know, if that's mm-hmm. you, okay, I understand yep. the logic. Doesn't mean I like you. yeah exactly and at the end of the day if you're going to vote for people who actively are are actively harming people then you are morally great in my opinion and you need to sort yourself out that's how we feel just wanted to bring it up because it's quite funny like sometimes i remember that and it was like this whole dm it was this whole last dm convincing us of how you know us conservatives we're not that bad and it was like just proving the point, really. Just like you know, like they said something on lines of like, you know, I'm happy that Shooty was cast as the Doctor. <laughs> I got loads of I got loads of black friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it literally it was that. It was literally that, and it was like, yeah. Oh god, yeah. I'm so I, I think exhausted. I, as well, if you conflate us complaining about the Conservative Party and what's happening in this country with, like, and you think, oh, I vote Conservative, and then you hear us complaining about like reactionaries complaining about women or minorities, and you conflate those two things together. It's kind of it's kind of a reflection about you and how your mind works, bud. Because you know we never said you know who really hates the fact that you get always cast all those bloody Tory voters. We never said that, but you've made the connection in your head. Bit of a self-report. We never said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, perfectly said. Exactly. But yeah, I just wanted to yes. bring that up because obviously we're going to make a lot of comment about that in this episode. And I just, it made me laugh because I was like, if you really don't want to hear it, then don't fucking listen because we're just never, ever, ever going to speak positively about the Conservative government. So find another yeah, podcast, like, you know? We're not, we're not trying to feed into an echo chamber. I'm sure there are probably people who don't like what we have to say, but also it's our show. And we're allowed to have our opinions. Yeah, we are a safe space for people um in terms of you know people who yeah if you're if you're, you know if you're marginalized anyway by society we're here yeah exactly that's kind of what we're here for and we're here to yeah serve as a safe space and unfortunately the conservative party don't advocate for people like us so yeah at the end of the day i just wanted to mention it kind of makes me giggle me sometimes haha <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah fucking Fuck, fuck the government. Why Why are you spending so much money on the Empire yeah, State? Feed, feed them. What for? It's actually not even that nice no, looking. No, no, yeah. It's, it's all right, isn't it? It's just one of those things everybody has to do it, I guess. Go to New York. Go to New York City. Yeah. Climb the Empire State building. But anyway, moving on. So I want to say something before we go any further. Me too. So we'll we'll do a quick exchange of fact, I guess. Yeah. This episode would be nothing without Miranda Raisin, who plays Tallulah. I'm sorry. It would be significantly worse. Like, significant. It would, this would be like a one out of five episode, two out of five, maybe. Honest to God. She carries this thing on her back. Is someone checking in on Miranda Raisin from carrying this episode on her back? Well, these two part are on her back because Jesus. Tallulah with three and an H is one of my favorite side characters just ever. She's so good. Yeah. I wanted the figure. We didn't get it. I'm annoyed about it to this day. Character options. What are you doing? What are you doing? We got Laszlo instead. Who wanted Laszlo? Not me. And her her Not and me. pre-pig Laszlo have really nice chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I remember she's like, yeah, how do I look? And then she kind of does like a little twirl and he just goes, like an angel. Like, oh. I loved okay I love Laszlo and Tula together they're one of my favourite little ships I think they're so cute you know the pig and the showgirl I want the sh- I want the spin I off want spin we've off. talked about this before I want the spin off okay yeah. yeah well it it kind of makes my quick little up toint up up toint up toint point <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it kind of makes my up, up top point look redundant and like it has less to say but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that this is bizarrely not the first time that the Daleks have featured in the same story as the Empire State Building and indeed climbed it oh yeah how weird anybody who's fans of the chase no just me okay that's fine um (laughs) Seriously, even in Doctor Who fandom, people don't like the chase. I like the chase because it's just a stupid comedy with the Daleks in it. But yeah, they uh, Peter Purvis is in it as like a Texan just standing on top of the Empire State Building. He's like, oh, oh, there's a Dalek. It's very fun, very weird. Um, but yeah, they just kind of have a little run around at the top of the Empire State Building for half an episode. Peter Purvis is a Texan with a big cowboy hat, even though they're in New York. And it's very weird. But yeah, a good good little good little episode. But I I have to draw the, the synergy wherever I can, bring the lines back together, the Daleks are back where they belong, top of the Empire State Building. It's very camp. This episode is very camp. The next episode is very camp, but this part more so, I would say, because um, we've got the kind of 
of Scaro back. <laughs> we do. We have we have the we have the cut of Scaro. We have a break for a musical number. We have amazing Brooklyn accents. Um, yep. You know, men are revealed to be their true form. Pigs. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Which, by the way, guys, pig slaves. It goes hard as an idea. It really does. I think the makeup actually holds yeah. up. I'm sorry. The masks, uh, masks or whatever they were, are really good. Like the little bits of fur coming out, and you know. No, I just, as I say here in my notes, much love, my pork boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's very no, it's so interesting, right? Because, I mean, there's a lot of commentary on that itself. Because, something right. I have a question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. If Diagoras wanted more people in the tunnel so they could make more pig slaves, why didn't he make it sound nicer than it was? Like, I'll give you a dollar a day. It's like, okay, yeah, I'd rather just sit here, thanks, eat my bread, sit by a fire. I'm good. Why don't you just say, $10 a day, you can't go wrong, or so, even though that's still shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I mean, I suppose for, you know, for, yeah, depression era, yeah, dep- depression era, whatever, it's kind of, you know, yeah, dollar, a dollar a day, it's not, you know, it's probably all right, I suppose. I haven't looked up the inflation rate, but you know, for maybe for depression era, dollar a day if you're starving is probably quite good. Um, but yeah, it, it could have reminded me sort of of like you know, rise of the side men with the come on, hot sweet tea, bacon rolls, oh, yes. beans, you know, everybody come on board. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to do that. He could have pulled up with a little van and been like, you know, hey, I got ten dollars and a loaf of bread. Come on, yeah, come clear my any tunnels. volunteers. Um, yeah, just that always kind of crossed my mind. I do like that he turns up to Hooverville though, with a job on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a dick. He's such a good character. I love him. He's so good. Um, I just want to say before I go any further, actually, as well. Anytime I watch this episode, Mm. I just think of David Tennant on Doctor Who Confidential being absolutely furious that he didn't go to America. He's like, I'm sorry. They, the producers, went to America to film all the clips and stuff. Yeah, and we're in Cardiff. Location scouting. I think they do a relatively okay job of making Cardiff look like New York. I think so. The only part that I think stretches it for me just a little is when him and Martha are walking through Central Park. Oh, yeah, that does stretch it quite a bit. Hooverville looks great. All of the CGI, you know, you know that the CGI inserts, but you know they all look fine. Like the base of the Statue of Liberty, like it looks, you know, it, it looks fine. It's all got a good standard, but yeah, that like one park bench in what's very clearly just a park in Cardiff is is not amazing, but it's fun. And when they look over the skyline, like the New York kind of skyline, and it's just yeah. furry heads, they're just very <laughs> blurry, feathered. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Heads. Very funny. But the Hooverville set is very good. Oh, I like the Hooverville set. It's very convincing. Um, yeah, the whole immersivity... Immersivity, is that a word? I'm going to use it. Immersivity. Um of them being in America. Look, when I was younger, I thought the accents were all right. All right. I, I thought they weren't bad. It's, you know, and if you've grown up and, you know, you watch it and you go, oh, I couldn't possibly like this. The accents are so bad. You hate fun. Yeah, you hate fun. You just hate fun. Um, do you know who does an all right accent, though? I'm going to say it. It's the, it's the thirst portion of this podcast. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield as Frank. Revolutionary. Show-stopping. Absolutely iconic. Wow, he looks so good in this. It's, it's it hurts me. It's so weird to have pre fame Andrew Garfield in this. He looks so young. It's great though. Yeah. He's giving Remus he's giving Remus Lupin in this. He's giving the the Marauders fan cast Remus Lupin. We thank you, Doctor Who, for our Marauders fan edits and fan posts. Thank you for the content. Except don't because Joan. Oh yeah, no, no you know how we feel about that bastard absolute dickhead yeah yeah fucker but um yeah you know the marauders fandom the bunch of queers we are we we, we thank you for the content yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but you know he's oh just in this episode when i was younger i was just like i mean not even just younger now like you know wow what a what a man what a guy a bit a bit too baby for me in this no i love it like he's very pretty but he's too young for me here i don't actually know how old he was but he looks too young He's in his early twenties, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah, no, Andrew Garfield, all day, all night, baby, oh, all yeah. day long. Yeah. Now, I love him. I love him, but I just too, you know, too wide-eyed and innocent for me. For me, his peak of looks, even though he always looks good, for me, if anyone was asking, is the first Amazing Spider-Man. That is just no. That is just that is just something else. Sorry, that is something else. It's uh, a film that I did not enjoy. But it's his whole aesthetic and under the silver lake. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Because don't like the movie, but his schlubby, you know, waster guy look like if it's my vibe, I like it. It's good. I feel like we need to start a film podcast. We have a lot to say about film. Now that you just said that, it just reminded me. What more do you need to watch than Andrew Go Andrew Garfield, stoned and wanking <laughs> under the silver lake? It's such a bad film, though, isn't it? Oh, God, it is, I really don't like that. Because we, we have different opinions on I really like It Follows. I know you're not that bothered, but I was really disappointed by going, oh, it's what the guy did, It Follows, and then watching it and going, well, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you want us to have a film podcast, email in, let us know. Um, yeah, yeah, let, let us know. We, if, you, if you like the episodes where we fight, yeah. then get us a sort of, because we... I, we don't agree on films, do we? No, I don't think we have many films that we like in common. Except Pearl, I think. That's what I feel like that's been the late, the last one where we probably agreed fully. And even then, I probably. prefer X and <laughs> you don't. So, yeah, you know, yeah, and I don't, Even then, yeah. we're still arguing. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, let us know if you want us to argue on a podcast. I finally like a Damien Chazelle picture. It's the wrong Damien Chazelle picture. You know, I can't win <laughs> with her. I can't win. <laughs> Babylon was too long. Fight with the wall. Um, moving back to Doctor Who. So... Yeah, the way they kind of, you know, envelop us into this, like, into this 
era of America, and like I really like the, actually the design of the tunnels. Mm. Yeah, again, I don't know whether it's filmed if it's a, just a really expansive set. I assume so. It must be, but either way, it looks fantastic. I think it's really good. It's no, it's no calling tunnels, but you know. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. It's an army of asleep pig slaves all against the wall. <laughs> but then we get the lovely sensoriness of the tenth doctor, as always, very sensory guy picking up the, the brain, the green brain. Hmm. Yeah, the failed Dalek embryo. Just so disgusting. Did you used to collect the Doctor Who magazine when you were younger? Because they had a magazine issue with a green gooey brain that I played with a lot. It was very fun. Probably the the like more child focused one. Yeah. I. I don't know if I collected it, but I at least had several issues. It was so disgusting, and it smelled so bad. Like my mum actively had to throw it away because she was like, "This stinks. This really it's stinks." So synthetic, like <laughs> it's awful for you. I probably have health issues because of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe anthrax I mean? and asbestos. <laughs> it's awful. It just smelled so <laughs> bad. But it was very fun to play with. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, that was very. It's just the way Martha's like, and you had to pick it up. You just had to pick it up, didn't you? You bloody annoying human being. Give it a little sniff. I thought he was going to... For some reason in my head, I thought he licked it. Yeah, see, I've got an image of him licking a brain in my head, and I don't know where it's from. Yeah, I think we're just inserted it ourselves, because he's just always licking things. I might be thinking of... and I, I, I might be thinking of um, the third Pirates of the Caribbean film, where Jack licks a rock. <gasps> yes, I think that's where I'm thinking. Oh my god! I think I might have conflated wow. the two in my mind. Oh, love yeah. those films. Um, but yeah, I think do you know what the whole thing with the Daleks. You tell me, Elliot. You tell me. What do you think? Because I love that Dalek Sec is actually using his noggin for two seconds and going. There's a reason why we always don't survive, and the humans do. Maybe we should take a leaf out of their book. You know? Yeah, no, it's very interesting, and I think it's it's a really it's a really smart way to have the Daleks be in the show and sort of give them something more to do. Um, yeah, because I feel like once Russell's done with them, they kind of it's like yeah. every Dalek is then the cult of Scarrow. Their way to emotional and their way to, you know but i like it it fits for their brand as a little group of i i love on. their group i love their group yeah, i mean i love dalek too. sec you know this yeah i like dalek sec dalek khan dalek they dalek jest so dalek 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 jest is a great name um but also dalek sec she, she you know she's she's beautiful she's stunning she's cute um she's giving you know I'm not like other girls, energy. She actually is, that's the thing. I just think it was so interesting to kind of take that risk. Because obviously Daleks have a very underlying thing of anything that isn't a Dalek is not okay and it needs to be destroyed and killed. But something about, you know, you know, Daleks are using his noggin for a second is like, hold on, maybe we should... Obviously, they want to make humans more like Daleks, but still, it's still a risk. And I think it works. I think it works in terms of story. And Daleks were Khaled's once. They were they were people, basically. Khaled's are just people. You know, it's an interesting way to go with them. And it's very that's the thing. I, I don't like it when people get sort of you know, when they go, Oh the yeah, the Daleks are the Daleks are parallels for Nazis. Yeah, yes they are. And by that what they mean is they just kind of want them to be two dimensional screaming villains. 
But, you know, this is very... It was very fitting with some really horrible, nasty... You know, mm-hmm. War ideology of experimenting exactly, on people yeah. and finding new ways to further the master race. I think building on top of those themes and ideas is really interesting, actually. Rather than just going, oh, they have to be just shouting, exterminate, and that's it, you know. If anything, that makes them more Nazi-esque, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Yeah. yeah. These are so the... I don't, uh, if people make that comment, you're, you're stupid, you're not looking deep enough, because that's literally... These are the Nazi scientists. You know? Yeah, like, what do you mean? Um, we'll say Dalek sex transformation... Well, not yet, um, but the not transformation, but the when Mr. Diagoras is brought down and brought into him. I mean, the whole the whole thing with that is really interesting because obviously he's a dick, he's a prickhead, and then he is now being the one being experimented on, which I love. I love that because I hate him. Um, but I do really like I really like the scene where him and I I can't remember what I can't remember the bronze all three bronze Daleks just kind of blend in together in my mind until Dalek Khan goes insane, so I'm sorry, but whichever Dalek visits the top of the Empire State Building which, by the way, I love that shot where he comes up in the lift and you've got the central light in the lift is then yeah, yeah, it lined up with his eye, I think it's very cool but they have what I can only call like a little hot girl chat yeah like I like adding humanity, not humanity because they're not, it doesn't make them it doesn't make them more human, but Adding depth and layers to the Daleks by again not having them just shouting and yelling all the time. There's a Dalek just stood there having a conversation with somebody, but having a conversation about yeah. its ideology and what it believes in. Looking at the New York skyline is probably one of my favourite scenes in maybe the whole season. I really like it. It's really good. I think it's Dalek Thay because is the panels have the panels been taken off? Because Dalek Thay is the one with the panels taken off. Mm, I'm not 100 percent sure because they haven't given him the Dalekanium yet. Have they? I don't think. The only reason I know that is because the figure with the panels taken off yeah. is Dalek Faye. Um, I can't but no, remember. I totally agree. I totally agree with you. Um, I really like that as well because, you know, it's the Daleks kind of levelling with humans for a second. But, um, but yeah, so when Mr. Diagoras is like put into Dalek sec, actually disgusting. Actually, really, really, really stomach churning. I used to have to... Again, because I was a wuss, I used to have to skip this when I was younger. I couldn't watch it. Yeah, it's gross. It is really... Yeah. Like, first of all, how does he fit into a Dalek casing? That's a question for another day. Yeah, the Doctor can. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, this isn't me criticising it in any way. I think it's actually a really good effect because it makes you feel sick. Um, it's the way he's like kind of pushed forward and then the actual Dalek inside, the um, mutant, like takes him and then envelops him in this goo that's like choking him which that's the bit that I, I can't because it's like he's drowning in gunk and then pulls him in into this little um you know gunky ball it's disgusting but it's really impressive yeah it's very it's very birthy it's very birthy oh yeah oh sack so the word sack's coming to mind sack <laughs> sack i also think the the mutant actually looks really good. Like when they when the Dalek casing opens, it's really good. I I like the Dalek sec human hybrid as a concept, as a design. Yes, it's a little bit penile. It's a little bit. Do you know what? Can I ask? Mm-hmm. Can I ask that we save it for the beginning of next week's episode? Because I feel like we have a lot to talk about. I have a lot to say about that, and I don't think we've got enough time in this episode. But I agree with you. I have thoughts about it, which I'll elaborate on next week okay 
Is that all right? Too. Is that okay? I will save it. Okay. So I'll get into my chat about how this is just Infinity Pool. Yes. But yeah, so then we get just more Tallulah content. This is There's just a lot of Tallulah going on, and I love it. So, there is. you know, Tallulah talking with Martha, which I love. Oh, yeah, they do a little Rose Tyler yeah. stopping to chat to the side characters bit, and it's very, very cute, and they have such a good little moment. Hey, hey, Ellie, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you like musical theatre? I, I really like musical theatre because I am a bit fruity. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So if you like musical theatre, apparently you're a bit fruity. I love that though. She was like, oh, you know, he, he's, he's a fan of musical theatre. What a waste. <laughs> um, I will say uh, the amount of, in both parts, the amount of talk about Martha fancying 10, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I I feel like if it was if it was being bought out by 10 being, you know, I uh, walking around going, oh, Rose. I I would like yeah. it less, but I think because it's it's a it's a good way for Martha and Tallulah to kind of get on a, a similar page. Yeah, because of Laszlo. Yeah, about how they're feeling. I quite like the sort of discussions they have about it. Um, I think the only time I'm a bit like, eh, I don't really need it is sort of towards the end of next week's episode. It kind of comes up again, and I'm like, yeah, you don't yeah. necessarily need to mention it. In this specific moment, but I like it in the the chat in the in the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, I think no, you know what? You're so right. That's exactly how I feel. Like in the, in the dressing room, it makes sense. In yeah. the Empire State Building later on, it's not the time. It's not yeah. the place. Why? Um, but again, this feels a lot more like, even though I you know I know Russell didn't write this, um, you know, but it feels like Helen has a lot more of a, a clear kind of understanding of what that relationship is and how it should be treated than like yeah. Kenneth Roberts did. Um, because it's a lot more natural and it yes. feels and it's there to inform character and create character relationships rather than just you know a source of friction for her and the tenth yeah i agree i completely agree with you on that and the one time that he's slightly frictious about it i quite like it but that's next week but i like it because it it, it, it it's a little it's a little eye rolly and a little like okay come on but also you know, it's not too overdone. It's just a little. It's it's quite. It's a nice little moment. It's quite fun. I have thoughts. If anything, actually, I think, and I mean, you might disagree with me. If anything, actually, I think that the tenth Doctor doesn't have enough of a reaction because the last time, you know, if you if you really want to go, sad boy tenth Doctor, the last time he saw her was, I mean, you know, if the Daleks hadn't been there, that wouldn't have happened. I mean, Cybermen as well, I guess. What do you mean? Sorry. Like, if he's going to be really upset about Rose, the last time he saw the cult of Scaro was when he lost Right, her. yeah. Like, he should have more of a reaction to it. Agreed. And I mean, Agreed. I'm kind of glad that he doesn't because sometimes it gets a little boring, but like, he doesn't say anything in this episode and it does feel sometimes a little weird. It feels a bit absent. I agree. That's I why I like that absent, moment yeah. at the end of part two because I'm like, good, some acknowledgement. Although he does acknowledge it a little in part one when he's, you know, they always survive, but it just feels a little, yeah, it just feels a little lacking in emotional response. Like when he sees, I think in that moment when he saw them in the tunnel, which I love David's performance in that moment, um, when he sees them and his face kind of just drops and he's like, you know, he could have mentioned it then, I think. I agree. Um, we'll get to that tunnel bit and back uh, back to it in a second because I have things to say about that. Um, oh, yes. But yeah, so, you know, they have that chat in the dressing room and then Murray popping off in this two part of Murray actually just put his whole Marissi into it. Like actually I actively listened to a lot of this episode score 
all the Evolution time. of the Daleks is one of my favourite pieces of the school. It actually just slays. It slays so hard. Um, and Angel put the devil in me. I'm going to say this now. Why don't we have the actual version from this episode on Spotify or on the soundtrack? It's what, Whoever sings it, like the lady who sings it, you know, she's good. I was going to say, it might, it, it might be yeah, a quirk of, and I don't like to assume it, it might be a quirk of her not being able to actually sing. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not. I don't want to say that because that sounds quite rude. But you know, she only sings for about ten seconds in this. <laughs> it's fine. She, you know, she she carries the episode. It's fine. Um, but, you know, Murray goes off in this episode. I love Angel Put the Devil in Me. It's such a good song. Um, I love the performance. I love Laszlo watching from the side. That's so. Oh. Yeah, that so relationship lovely. is just so sweet. I can't even remember the moment, but there's you know a moment where he's like. Oh, it, it's later on in the tunnel, so you know, I don't want to get massively ahead, but it's when they're talking about like the the it must be when they're talking about high and low intelligence. No, I'm not sure, but it, yeah, it must be. But it's only because I've got a note about it. I wouldn't have made a note about it if it, yeah, it is when they're talking about high and low intelligence towards sort of the end of the episode. And I like that Tallulah. I know it's a bit of a joke because she's not meant to be intelligent, but she's like, you know, you're the smartest guy I ever dated. But it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's... so sweet. I love that she's still showing out for him. You know. He's still leaving a room. I just, I just think of when she goes, "Who are you? Who are you?" Yeah. Her accent is so funny. But I, I do think it's interesting that you know, they're drawing, they're drawing sort of parallels on three fronts. You know, because you've got the, you've got the, the people in Hooverville, you've got them being exploited, and they're literally watching the New York skyline be built in front of them. You got the pig slaves, which I mean, if that's not a metaphor for mindless drone workers i don't know what is um but then even Tallulah, you know you think glitz and glamour but she's she's an understudy yeah essentially she's doing it because uh what's her face broke her leg uh she had nothing to do with it reminds me especially for the start of peter jackson's king kong so naomi watson plays uh and arrow but like at the start of that it's it's again that kind of 30s you know it's depression era in new york um, and yeah, she's like, yeah, she's a jobbing actress, and you watch her do auditions and stuff, and she doesn't get any roles. And the show that she's in closes down, and it's like, well, you know, I'm now going to have to steal food because I don't have anything else to do. And it, it reminds me of that sort of. It's like, you know, if I fail, if I get too mouthy or I fail this gig, then I get kicked out and I go live in Hooverville. Yeah, it reminds me of the start of the 2005 King Kong movie. It's actually interesting because you bring that up. I think it's also a nice commentary on the fact that actors in the West End, well, obviously. Not all. Some people are paid very well. There's a lot of actors in the West End that are still not paid very well. Like, yeah. you think it's all glitz and glamour. They could be on, you know. In fact, it, it reminds me of a story of like, I, I just love the commentary in this episode. It's so good. Like, um, Carrie Hope Fletcher, who I'm a big fan of, um, great actress. I've been a fan of hers for about 10 years. Um, she was in Heather's in the West End a few years ago. More than a few years ago, maybe 2018 or something. And she was the lead in the musical and it had a West End transfer. She was the lead. She bet she she did not make enough money on that. She shared the figures and it was like, ooh, bro. Well, yeah, I think it's one of those things, isn't it? Like they they advertise it by the payout is usually big, but when you actually crunch it down to the amount of hours that you work, you're not even making minimum wage. Like it looks like a lot of money, but that's, you know, it's not really. And then you might have to make that stretch for until you get your next gig, you know? And I'm really glad they mentioned that. I'm really, really glad because she was like, you know, oh, you know, you're the star. Can't you pull some strings? And it's like, no. No, sometimes you are indebted to, you know, it's not it's not always Hollywood, you know, untouchable multimillionaire, you know. Sometimes just actors are jobbing actors. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I liked that uh, comment. 
but yeah, I love uh, yeah, you know, I love the Lazlo. Like I said, Lazlo's watching. He still gives her a rose. Yeah, yeah, he leaves her a rose on her dressing table every every night, which is just fucking romantic as fuck. Oh my god. Also, Lazlo's hot. Like the actor who plays Lazlo, like before he gets into the makeup, he's fucking hot. I can't. I I can't remember enough what he looks like. I only remember him as a pig. <laughs> No, I I made a mental note because it's, it's a very it's a very hot sporting cast. It's a very hot sporting cast. Um, then they go back into the tunnels because Martha gets taken, which is just terrifying. Mm. Yeah, the pigs are really creepy. They're really creepy. Like, but then I feel so bad for them at the same time. Yeah, but there's that like scene where they will get cornered in the tunnels by the pigs. Like it's when yeah, it's when Frank oh, yeah. it's when Frank gets got and they just look horrible. Oh my god, when Frank is taken. And the way Ten is just screaming, I was like, "Oh, it's horrible!" And then Miss, and then Solomon's just like, "We got to leave him," we, you know. And it kind of reminds me of trying to climb out the cooling tunnels. <gasps> yes, I like, and yeah, and Solomon as well. So before we move on, Solomon, I love Solomon. His introduction scene where he has to like break up the fight and share the bread straight away. You're like, I like this guy, and he's really cool. Yeah. he's such a good leader. Yeah, he's a good presence throughout the episode. I think. There's something to be said about him and Frank's relationship. They're obviously very close. Um, mm-hmm. They're very, very close. I don't know in that way. When you got nothing but... else to do in Hooverville. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. Funnily enough, let's talk about it. So, for me, Frank gives by energy. Very, very by energy. Because he obviously fancies Martha, I feel like. Definitely fancies Martha. I mean... In a continuing trend in this series, bisexuality is rampant because you do have ten later on when he reunites with Martha. He says, don't worry, you can kiss me later. You too, Frank, if you want. And he doesn't, you know. And then Frank giggles. He actually is a bit giddy. It's, a, it's very, very gay in this series. I mean, I enjoy it. It's that very one. good. This this episode is very charged. It's very charged, isn't it? Like, But it was giving me, pro- you know, it, it, was giving, it was giving me, don't worry, we can flirt later. Is that a promise, Doctor? Promise, Doctor. From... Yeah. Yeah. Check your code. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah. Um, I really, really love that Frank actively giggled at it, but not in like, a, oh, that's funny, as in like, no, actually, would very much like your face on my face, please. But then I also, yeah, like I said, I kind of shit Martha and Frank a little bit. I thought they were quite cute. Oh, yeah. You know, They're very sweet together. Okay, so before we go, we go fully into debauchery because I know where we're going. I know where we're lead- we're leading down the path with this. I want to say. I'll get some positivity out of the way first, then we can go into, yeah, nastiness. Um, a new thing that I want to start for us um, is, yeah, Rose, love her. Rose has the bronze. Yep. Martha has high intelligence. Yep, Martha's high intelligence, yep. She, they both had their things. Martha Jones, she did the thing. Um, but she has. She did do the thing. <laughs> She has high intelligence. I like. I like that. We all know, but it's it's good reassurance. It's nice to have it mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I love that she takes charge. I do like that she takes charge yeah. in this. Again, um, I, I didn't realize. Now I, I think I said in episode one. I'm like you now, kind of keeping tab to make sure that they kind of make it plot relevant that she's a doctor, and they they do that quite a bit in this they story. They do. Um, I also love. I love when ten specifically gets really scientific so like when he's got the radio and he's like kind of analyzing the brain that's really good and then uh my little factoid that i like to hold on to since the dawn of time is i know the dalek dna code 467-989 <laughs> yeah 
right there in my head, never leaving. Um, and you realise it's Scarrow, and it's like, oh my god. Obviously, I know that was way earlier in the episode. I didn't mention it, but I just wanted to mention it now. But yeah, then they go down. I love the Daleks um, lab. Mm, yeah, it's a good design. I love the honeycomb vibes. Yeah, it's very. It feels Dalek adjacent enough, but without also just being like, just you know, a repurposed Dalek ship set. You know, it looks like yes. they have been forced underground. And yeah, and then you get into the room and. Dalek sec is malfunctioning, which is so funny. He's like, I'm, I'm just. Uh, uh, I like okay. a, I like a good Dalek malfunction scene. It's good, and then you get the wonderful score. Oh my god, Murray, Murray! Thank God you're back. We love you. Um, is that is that Daleks in Manhattan? Is it that score specifically that comes in in that moment? I think on the soundtrack, I believe it's called Evolution of the. Dalek, it's that the really, Daleks that comes in. Yeah, because it's, it's yes. the sort of normal kind of Dalek thing, but really like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like with like the choir chanting and very, you know... Yeah. I was watching this with Joe, and even he was singing it with me. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's, it's great. good. It's epic. It's slowed down. It's a... Yeah, it's like proper, like... It's like... Da, 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 da. It's great. It's just, and then you know he's coming out of the shell, and you're like, "What the fuck is that? What is that? What's happening?" I am a human Dalek. I am your future. I'm sorry. I love his cadence. Again, we'll talk about it next week. Sounds yeah, sounds like a cross between a human and Dalek. Anyway, anyway, there's a scene. There's a scene in the tunnels where David Tennant holds his hand over to Lula's mouth, and we we're all gagged. Right. I was going to leave that for one of my standout moments, but let's talk about it now. Okay. Sorry. I just because I, I felt like because I, I, I was like I was like I don't want you to skip over it, but okay. Sorry. It's okay. It's everything. It's they're in a dark tunnel. Okay. She's wearing her very long coat with that lovely dress underneath. He's wearing his long coat. I do love Tallulah's look with the long coat. I think that's very fun. And then like Ten with his with his beautiful blue suit, brown coat combo, which you know I love. And he like grabs her in the dark, pulls her into a corner, has got her his hand around her mouth, and we're all just too thirsty in this world. I remember seeing a TikTok about it before. We love it. It's very hot. Love to see it. We both sent it to each other. Yeah, it's. It's hot. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Sometimes it can't be helped, you know? It can't be helped. Nope. No. It's great. But I think that's a good point to end on for Daleks in Manhattan. So, we're at our wrap-up. So, this is where we talk about our standout moment, what didn't work in the episode, our most doctory moment and our favourite quotes. Gonna hand it over to you, my lovely. What was your standout moment from this episode or moments? I have two that I can't choose between. Okay. Just say both. Say both. Because it's either it's either it's either learning about Hooverville for the first time. Because I like the parallels, I like how I like the themes it's building, I love the set design, it's a really impactful scene. But I do also love Dalek. Maybe and Mr. Diagoras's hot girl chat on top of the Empire State Building. I like the way it treats Daleks. I lo- I just love that. It's such an interesting thing to do with them as villains. And 
even though they're kind of grooming him to be the the experiment subject, I just love how rare that is to see in Dalek stories. Kind of reminds me of you know, some Dalek stories of of, of long past. Um, which, by the way, is is a cute to watch resurrection of the Daleks, where you have Dalek foot soldiers that they wear helmets that are like they're like long at the back. And they have like Dalek paneling on the side of them, and they also have Dalek eye stalks. It's very stupid, um, but it kind of reminds me of their relationship with Lytton from Resurrection of the Daleks. It's a very funny design, but yeah, just like that kind of relationship with Lytton that you sort of don't really get anymore, where they're working. Sometimes they'll work with humans and human mercenaries, and they will have conversations. It's very interesting. The Dalek foot soldiers in the next episode do look slightly better than the big helmets, um, <laughs> but I mean, I like it because it's camp. 80s sci-fi regalia, but you know it's not it's not a great design. But yeah, that's probably probably my favourite. Um, what about you? Mine's very boring. It's the reveal at the end, the whole scene at the end when they go into the they go into the um, lab, and then everyone's watching Dalek's like malfunction. He you know comes out of the Dalek casing, and there's that shot from above which I quite like. It's just very cool, isn't it? It's a very cool little reveal. That's 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 my standout moment. So what didn't work for you in this episode? Moment that didn't work for me. I couldn't necessarily think of a specific moment, but I just think it does it really starts to tread tread water getting into the sort of third act finale kind of zone. Like I was actually saying to Damla off mic that I feel like this is one of those weird episodes where there's too much material for one episode, but there's just not quite enough for two. And yeah. it means that the the last 15 minutes or so of this one feels a bit padded. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, you get some good character discussion, and I do like that, but some of it does feel a little... We're just kind of spinning our wheels a little here, not really doing much. Uh, so that probably, which I know is not a moment, but I couldn't think of a specific moment. I had the same issue, because it was like, this episode isn't perfect for me. And you'll find out our rating at the end of next week because we always reveal the rating of the two parters at the end of um, the second part. For me, this is really nitpicky. And again, like I said, it's not perfect. So you'd think I'd have more to say, but it's just overall the vibe that wasn't 100% perfect for me. But some of the accents, I guess. Some of the accents, like with the performers who are with Tulum, she's like, I'm going to punch you. It's like, shut up. That's the worst accent I've ever heard. Um, Yeah. Some of the accents for me. Um, But... What was the most doctory moment for you? And I have a feeling we're going to snap on this one. I think we're going to do the same thing. Everybody knows here as the universe cries out, it's touching the brain, it's sniffing the brain, yeah. it's putting a stethoscope against the, the stethoscope. It's putting a stethoscope against the brain. It's in our minds licking the brain. Yeah. It's it's Martha being like, that's disgusting. It smells off, and the doctor is like, mm, no, it doesn't. It's and I'm gonna I'm gonna massage it in my hands. Sensory. 10. Yep. Is back. Yep. My doctor, my autistic doctor, he's back. So, what are your favourite quotes? I have two, actually. I thought I wouldn't have any, but I've actually got two that I actually I actually really love these quotes. What, what do you have? I have two. Um, Go on. I feel, well, I feel like spiritually I have three, but I feel like there's one that we'd probably share anyway, so I'm not going to say it. And then if no one says it, I'll just mention it because it's good anyway. I've got a serious one and I've got a, a funny one. My my serious one, just because it actually sent chills down my spine at the end, is when Dalek Sek, either after he comes out of the the casing or just as he's doing it, and one of the Daleks says, the children of Scaro must walk again. 
yeah, you stole it, mate. You stole yeah. it. I mean, I've got I've got the bit before it. Okay, okay. Well, you do the bit before it. Do the bit before it. We are the only four Daleks in existence, so the species must evolve to survive. A life outside the shell. The children of Scaro will walk again. So good. Sorry. My other one is when when Mr. Diagoras is getting that like construction guy to meet the Dalek for the first time. You know, because he's like, hey, you know, if, <laughs> if we if I tell my boys to pull out of here, you know, hey, hey your building's not going to be built. Hey, hey. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's fine, we'll meet the boss. And then... Uh, He's coming out, he's like, you know, hey, you know, no man in a suit scares me. As ah, uh, these guys, they're from out of town. Italians? They're further than that. I like that. I really love that. It's so far. I don't know why. It's just the way it was like, Italians? <laughs> I just, it tickles me greatly. So my other quote is from Tallulah, of course. Of course. And I just also love the delivery that Miranda had on this line. She says, it's, it's the depression, sweetie. Your heart might break, but the show must go on. Because if it stops, you starve. Oh! Don't break my heart, please. I do like that one. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking oh, which one's it going to be? Is it going to be hands in the air, no funny business? Oh, that one's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that your but, third one? Is that the one you're thinking no, of? No, I mean, the, the third one is, yeah, we've already touched on it, but like everybody loves, you know, uh, they survive, they always survive while I lose everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice yeah, little... Yeah. Yeah, it's a good little Momo. So, wow. It's a really fun time. I had a really good time. Um, it's it's an episode, let me tell you. Um, stay tuned for next week when we give our rating on Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks. Yeah, if you haven't heard of Tupac before, we next week we'll do Daleks in Manhattan rating, Evolution of the Daleks rating, and rating for the overall Tupac. Well, that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. We hope you had fun. We sure did. As you say, tune in next week where you can hear thoughts and opinions and prayers on the whole two-parter. In the meantime, if you like what you heard, you can support the show on Patreon. Over on Patreon, we have one tier. It's the companion tier. It's £3. And for that, not only do you support the show, you get a shout-out just like Lewis, like River, like Bulldozer, 7113, like Jason, like Becca Johnson-Smith, like Abby Parks, like David Cummings, like Jack Wilson, and just in time, Ben Summersall as well. Thank you all so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Um, it does mean the world to us. However, if you think that we just want you to support the Patreon, you can support us in myriad of other ways. Even emailing into the show really, really gives us a good morale boost and supports us. So if you want to be as cool as Knox, as Anthony, as Mickey, send us an email, we'll read it out, we will laugh, we'll have fun, we'll answer some questions, and we'll try not to let me absolutely butcher the text of your probably lovely email. However, don't want to email, that's absolutely fine. You can check us out over on Twitter, come along, pod DW, over there we will reply to DMs. We're not very active, but every week we do tweet when an episode comes out. So you can interact with us over there however if that's not your thing that's absolutely fine we are over on tiktok tiktok's a really great space for us at the moment we have lots of followers lots of engagement it's really fun uh we post silly little clips little hot girl chats little bits we do from the episodes um you know it's how a lot of you found us so i'm sure you probably already know but over there come along pod podcast have have a good time enjoy comment on videos just be nice however tiktok's not your thing are you old like me maybe Instagram, it's the classic. Over there, stories, polls, probable replies to DMs, depending on how we're feeling. 
updates, when things are happening, when news is coming, when news about our podcast is coming, when episodes going live. And you can also watch the TikToks over there as reels. They're like TikToks, but they are slightly different and they exist on a different platform. But you can watch them over there. I don't know how they work, but I don't think anybody does. But you can enjoy them. And that's reels, not rails. Either way, come along Pond Podcast. Go follow us over there. Our profile picture's the same as our art. You can't miss us. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Um... Come on. But anyway, <laughs> that's 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 been Come Along Pond. You've been the lovely audience. Now get out of here. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to chat Evolution of the Daleks with you next week. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, and uh, we give you air from our lungs. Oi, oi, oi. Oi. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Sing out. Hey, I'm podcasting here. I'm podcasting here. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.